Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick. Okay, and apparently I'm alone here. I'm joined by Julie and Emma, as always, but they're shy. You never stop talking at that moment. Never. <laughs> I thought we'd try something new, fun, and different. Today, obviously, we are watching RuPaul's Drag Race Holland, which just aired its final episode. So we find ourselves in an uncomfortable and unique position without any future drag content immediately on the horizon. How we cope it? Because, boy, have we all earned some positivity this week. And we're heading into this whole global climate with some renewed sense of purpose and joy brought to us by Leslie Jones Twitter. We dive into that a lot. We dive into the West Wing. We go through, what else are we talking about, Julie? A little bit of the Nexium nonsense that I've finally closed the book on until Emma told me there's a book. <laughs> She's closed the series, open the book. Thanks for joining us for another episode. And yeah, thanks. <laughs> Did you guys watch West Wing back in the day? Yeah, no, and I'm currently I, re- that's what I watched all week this week. <laughs> like while watch while waiting for election results come in. <laughs> Do you remember the cartographers for justice episode? Yeah. I that one blows my mind. Anytime I watch it, my brain explodes. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm not gonna lie about seeing it like I did last week. We perhaps the week before. Um it's I mean, it's like the big cheese day where everybody gets to come in and just kind of talk about things that matter a lot to small groups of people. And so CJ gets stuck on cartographers for justice. Is that what it's called? I think they even have a longer name, but I don't remember what it was. Um, And you're like, this is so stupid. And then they come in and you're like, oh my God, cartographers for social equality. (laughs) Frank, don't be upset. We're going to fix all these things once Biden is president. Can you hear it? Yeah. Hi, I'm sorry. Oh, Sorry to be late. No problem. I'm CJ Craig. Of course you are. I'm Dr. John Fallow. Mm-hmm. This is Dr. Cynthia Sales and uh, Professor Donald Huke. Huke? Huke. Okay. You are the Organization of Cartographers for Social Equality. Well, we're, uh, we're from the OCSE. We have many members. How many? 4,300 dues-paid members. What are the dues? $20 a year for the newsletter. Let's start. Wait. Wait. I want to see this. So pickfully. This is Josh Lyman. You are. Josh, this is Dr. Fallow, and I'm Ms. Mary Men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should we begin? Yes. Remember when we shook hands with people? Thank you. <laughs> to aggressively mercator. Give me 200 bucks and it's done. Really? No. Why are we changing maps? Because, CJ, the Mercator projection has fostered European imperialist attitudes for centuries and created an ethnic bias against the third world. Really? The German cartographer, Mercator, originally designed this map in 1569 as a navigational tool for European sailors. The map enlarges areas at the poles to create straight lines of constant bearing or geographic direction. So it makes it easier to cross an ocean. But it distorts the relative size of nations and continents. Are you saying the map is wrong? Oh, dear, yes. (laughs) When third world countries are misrepresented, they're likely to be valued less. 
when Mercator maps exaggerate the importance of Western civilization, when the top of the map is given to the Northern Hemisphere and the bottom is given to the Southern, then people will tend to adopt top and bottom attitudes. Girl. <laughs> Wait. Where else could you put the Northern Hemisphere but on the top? On the bottom. How? Crazy town now. Yeah, but you can't do that. Because <laughs> it's freaking me out. <laughs> the West Beat. The best show. Oh, so good. <laughs> I was like, let's watch it. You don't have a choice. <laughs> no, I do appreciate that because it's it's fucking true. Um, the Mercator map projection is absolutely ridiculous and it inflates the size of things near the pole. It's very difficult to transfer a globe or the spherical facsimile that our Earth is onto a flat two-dimensional scenario. Why must you always look at me so quizzically? And not quizzically. They were saying it's north-south equivalent. You know what I mean? Like all the lines are lined up. It doesn't seem that difficult. But the fact that this was on an episode of The West Wing 30 years ago and we still haven't adopted it is crazy. Right? That's all true, right? Mm -hmm. That's all true. Yeah. Yeah. France isn't where we think it is. The size of countries is disproportionate. It's crazy. It's You wonder why nothing makes sense, right? (laughs) People are like, there's been no systematic racism. You're like, the maps are lying. <laughs> we don't understand the world at all. No, there are some good YouTube videos that, um, if you ever fix them for something to do, that show overlays of the actual geographical size of different countries. And it's insane. Like the amount of countries that can fit inside just the Sahara Desert, for instance, is, is wild. Like Africa is so much bigger than we think it is. Yeah. Based on the fucking maps. And Greenland, not a big deal. Bye. All right? No. Yeah, Greenland is so. a shower and not a grower because as soon as you bring it down to scale, wow. What three shows would you take to a desert island with you and you can never watch anything else? <clears throat> I feel like 30 Rock has to be among them because we do a podcast called Blurg on it, in case you weren't aware. <laughs> um, probably Parks and Rec. That's like my feel-good rewatch. If I'm ever at a bad place, season four, right? You get to Which bring is, the whole series. I, I get you. But like season four is like one of the best seasons of television ever. That's the one when she's running for local office, right? Yeah. Exceptional. Through and through. Remarkable television. Um, third one's tricky. I would want something like super deep and dense where I could rewatch it and figure out new things each time. Not some sort of foreign language porn about gays or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are great for a quick watch, but Gilmore Girls probably... Does that include the year in the life afterward? No. It doesn't. I don't want to be sad on this island. <laughs> Who Emma, what about you? I think it would be West Wing, Gilmore Girls, and probably New Girl. Mm. But Parks and Rec would also be a fun alternate. It's really hard. I know everyone... Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. I'm thinking Friends or Frasier. I know everyone... Like, it is... I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It is Friends is a trash <laughs> show. But I grew up watching it. It has a lot of sentimental value. And I think it provided me comfort uh-huh. on the island. Yeah. That's why Gilmore Girls is still in there. And it's just still watchable. And Frasier's Buffy would have been on that list when I was younger. Um, but I think I did it. I think I watched it over and over and over enough. That's kind of how I feel about New Girl. Like, I could probably just reproduce the episodes in my brain if I had to. <laughs> I told you when I was in college, people would be like, we're going out to this party. I'd be like, I'm going to stay home and do Les Mis for myself. Like, I don't need a volleyball. I can just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though 
the last season was terrible, I'm bringing Game of Thrones. Mm. All right. I, that, see, that's what I'm thinking because there's such so a depth in there. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm assuming Let's I'll wait. also have all my Outlander books, so I won't need the show. <laughs> <laughs> books take up less file space. We'll have so many fucking books. I'm not going with West Wing because once Aaron Sorkin is gone, it's not as good. And the last year of that is tragic. But um, I, in the fact, in my attempts of rewatching it, it has taken me a very long time to get through the first even just three years. So I feel like the first four could keep me busy for a while. That's true. And there's so many good characters. Maybe West Wing. And then I guess, I guess New Girl. It's just so fun. New Girl, 30 Rock, and Parks and Rec are on a loop for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to watch Community because I've never watched it. Community is quite good. I really it, liked it sometimes, yeah. It's worth, yeah. I mean, I really got through episode one. It took me like three days. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you got to get into it more because Abed and Troy have a real lovely friendship that like start to build in it eventually and it's just the most fun thing to watch. <laughs> yeah. Is Chevy chasing it a ton? Mm, more than you want him to be. Um, <laughs> Already. But, yeah. <laughs> That doesn't really stop, but I do think it's less of the Chevy Chase uh, show. You know, I think the other characters get to develop more and like they each get their personalities really start to shine and it's fun. Yeah, I felt that way about Community initially when I watched it. It took me a while to get through the first three episodes. Same with uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Everyone was raving about it. I loved all the gifts that I would see on Tumblr back when Tumblr was still relevant. And it took me literally three years to get past the first five episodes. And then I watched the rest within like a week. So well, that's, that's really what I'm hoping out. for in this pandemic. Like I've, I, I really, it's, I've watched New Girl an obscene amount of times. And I will <laughs> just go to an episode to watch one Schmidt wheelbarrow the other Schmidt and yell all day sun <laughs> and then have Winston say, why are you yelling? I mean, that show is just funny. It is just, I told you, I get through it. And I'm like, Oh, I think Jake's my favorite. I'm like, Oh, it's Schmidt. I'm like, Oh, it's Winston. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. The only episode I can't watch is the Hillary Clinton episode. It's even with the redemption. I can't. I don't Cause I was with them. I was like, these two's going to win. And then I'm like, Ugh. I couldn't, I couldn't continue watching New Girl at one point. I'm not sure why. So I'm excited to revisit. I don't think I've only seen like the first three seasons. Um, so you need a to lot there. get off this call right now. Okay, you need to watch the 100. You need to watch the 100. I'll watch it when you watch the 100. My show is going to bring you so much joy. You're going to laugh your ass off. And you want me to watch people dying? I don't have a lot of ass to give. I need to retain what dear air I still have. For whatever reason, whenever I lose weight, it comes immediately from my ass. It never goes from where you want it to. I'm going to end up being like E.T. with a big thighs and butt. That's fine. At least you can phone home. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Let's get into it. Did you watch the finale of Holland's Drag Race? A hundred percent. Emma and I are back to ritualistically watching it on our back porch, which is hella fun. Um, And And now it's over. (laughs) And now it's over. I know. We had a fun two episodes and now the routine has ended. (laughs) Neat. Nifty. Um, yeah, I mean, I was still pretty shell-shocked by the last elimination, which was absolute bullshit because there was no elimination and neither of them comported themselves well enough to stay. I do, for whatever reason, this fondness I have of Mama Queen is still growing. And for whatever reason, I was just like, she could win and I'd be very, very happy. The minute you said the last week, all I saw was her trying to slow split and then fall down. Lisa, her hair sit down. While... 
Abby, oh my God, is doing not a split. She's doing what I think is called a crotch explosion. She doesn't get all the way down, and it looks like very painful, and like she could tear her groin at any moment. So we open this episode, and Abby is still pissed because Envy said her name. I did actually feel bad for her, and after they're like, I'm so glad we talked on the couch. I'm like, you didn't clear anything up. Nothing's clearer to me. And Envy's like, I don't know if she's really crying because she's taking other things personally. It's like, you said her name. Who should go home? She lives in your house. Yes, uh, you're it's her not good. I wonder if Envy is the type of person who's like, yeah, I stabbed your whole family. That was weeks ago. Like, honestly, if we could just move on, that'd be great. She's, she's mired in the past and she just get over it. Necka, 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 necka. Oh, can you imagine waking up to that? That's the first time I felt bad for Abby. So that was nice. At least I had some compassion Feelings. for her. As yeah. I still rooted for her to lose through the entire episode. Well, you can tell once they brought all the queens back, which was a lovely twist. I do like when all the eliminated queens have the opportunity for not only one more runway, but a little kiki. The sweet, sweet. And Sergene, when she saw that Chelsea boy was there too, was like, are you fucking kidding me? Abby, oh my gosh, is still there. How? And like, she could stomach losing as long as Chelsea boy was in the final three. But the fact that Abby, oh my gosh, made it. Well, since we're not really recapping, we're just chatting. Uh, I feel okay about the ending. Yeah, I she, mean. She didn't look fresh. No. She killed it in the Rusical. She can Phenomenal. dance, she can sing, she can perform. She was on fire. But her end outfit, but I still would have given it to her for that. Yeah. Mama Queen is nothing if not endearing for a 17-foot-tall person who has no body weight of any kind and wears giant shoes and can't do a split. But she's a long way to go. A non-threatening presence, right? They're a mom. They're just a single mom giving birth to alien <laughs> drag queens, the European Union over. So if winner from their performances in this week would you have picked envy peru no i think i would have picked janie envy peru obviously won she won the most challenges throughout the course um it definitely felt like she was being set up for the win the whole time which is sometimes frustrating it is weird how we root so often and maybe this is just me root so often for the underdog until they're actually in the position of victor victory and then it's just like ah, all right well did you deserve it just because you were the most consistent all right. I don't Was think any of us underdog? were rooting for Envy. No, I'm just saying that, you know, you tend to root for the underdog and Envy Peru was never the underdog and she was always on top. So it's much easier to scrutinize. Mm -hmm. Janie was easier to like, just very likable. I don't know. I also didn't think Envy was really pushing fashion forward. So maybe for Holland, I mean, Janie's look was definitely obviously tired, right? She's like, what's supposed to be at some 30 years ago? You're like, mm, no. You're wearing a bathing suit with fishnets. <laughs> Have you watched the show? Because if Michelle Visage were here, she would eviscerate you. I have been watching a lot of YouTube compilations just in general, but especially of models from the early 90s as per the Insta models of now. And let me tell you, those runway walks, those catalogs are so exceptional. So when I saw Janie, I was like, wow, this harkens back to that time. I still hate it. I didn't hate it, but I knew it's she wasn't going to win in that outfit. There's but some. Because she was the best in the. the she was the absolutely the best. Yeah. She was exceptional. There's some reuniting going on of the 90s supermodels. Oh, it's a show. It's coming to Apple TV called The Supermodels. With the What's the, oh, John Stewart has a show coming to Apple TV. Oh, really? He's mm -hmm. getting off the goat farm? Yeah. He's going to do a thing. So that might get me onto Apple TV. <laughs> Cause, oh, I have it because I got a new phone. So. <laughs> 
so far there's nothing watchable. Oh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. That's right. Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ted Lasso. Did you watch Morning Show? Was that at all good? I did not. I didn't hear good things. I, I'm the only person on the planet that doesn't love Jennifer Aniston. I don't hate her. Um, I'm a Victor Kiriakis fan from Days of Our Lives. That's her dad. So I'm a Victor Garber fan. He's the dad of many, including... He's uh, a daddy. He's a daddy bear. He, he is, is a daddy, daddy bear. bear. He's a daddy bear. <laughs> and he came into the restaurant where I work once, and I was just like, oh, my God. And he's like, I'm diabetic. Don't give me anything that's sugar. It'll kill me. And I was like, am I being too sweet for you, daddy? <laughs> is that what's happening? I wish you had said that. Sidebar. We're back. <laughs> Let's check out these looks of everybody. Want to? Yeah. That's my thing, yeah. please. So first of all, what do you think of Fred's poodle look? It feels like a knockoff <laughs> alone of early. That obviously clearly the animals made, right? Yes. And then we've got other Nikki, Nikki tutorials there. And then we've got some other woman. Who is she? She is like a stand-up comedian who's supposed to be really funny, but every time she's there, it's just bitter and hateful. I know. It's uh, so stiff. It's like my daughter is a huge fan of the show. <laughs> It's like you're my mirror, my mirror looking back at me. So first so got up is Room. Room coming from Madame Madness's look with the little bedazzled beard situation. I see why she went home first, and I'm not mad Agreed. about it. Agreed. I was going to say these are going right <laughs> out of my mouth. The sad fact that there's four people clapping at the table and no audience is weird. It's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Patty Pampam. The one that I hoped would win and then went home second. <laughs> Based on name alone, or why did you want her to win? I don't know. I think I thought she was a cute boy. I liked her aesthetic. And then... In the Meet the Queens, she was great. She had so much personality. I also was a huge but, fan. She is uh, also wearing leopard bathing suit with a strange mouth on it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> She's like peak 1995 Shania Twain with some sort of <laughs> pop art influence mouth on the side. Then we've got Megan Schoenbrood looking like every knockoff Ariana Grande impersonator from 2011 with just that this metallic. Is her, this is your now. best drag? Well, she knew she'd never make it. Um, and then Madame Madness comes in looking all right. She's sort of like devilish. The beard's grown back. Um, chest hair for the gods. <laughs> Sater Jean, I don't know what designer designed. I'm assuming this and her Miss Piggy outfit. Yeah. Terrible. It's terrible. It's like a, it's like, trying to throw us back to that, her worst moment on the entire show, and this is a callback to it. This runway is making me hate all of these people, and I have <laughs> fond memories of them, you know? I know. Usually I remember their Chelsea. fashions being better. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then Chelsea Void, this is a lot. This is a lot. This is very – I think Emma said it best. It's Buzz Lightyear, and – um. <laughs> It's Buzz Lightyear meets Joanna from Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model when she wore that super fierce, like, wind guard motorcycle helmet. Niche references. Remember when we were arts. like, if we wanted good fashion, you should have kept Chelsea Boy and Cetergene. Maybe Just not. kidding. Maybe not. I know. It's like, maybe they really just only had, like, one each. I don't know. But I am even, following. Uh, sorry. Just even the final four weren't that impressive. We'll get to them. Um, but I have been following Chelsea Boy on Instagram, and she's super sweet and really cute, but they are hokey. I think they yeah. are just a hokey people <laughs> yeah. compared to all sophisticated amazingness. But of the best of the worst, I thought Madame Madness was perhaps the best with her little Betty Page latex gender fuck ensemble. All right. The beard and the chest hair are a lot for me. 
All right, so we got the uh, final four, and then we've got Las Vegas show for 1992. Yeah, the hair is terrible. I think I like it's just. Makeup. I think the whole ensemble is good. If she didn't have those wide fishnet stockings, I feel like it could have perhaps been a more cohesive look. But again, it's a vintage ensemble. She came for Nikki Plesson and was like, I'm not trying to be state of the art. I'm trying to call back to the originators. My drag mom is a super vintage old school queen. And I'm a she's pageant. She's pageant delight. She stomps for the gods during the lip sync. Those wings are like, pop, 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 pop. Now we've got Evie. Maleficent's no. mother. <laughs> Sorry, Envy Peru. <laughs> she looks good. It's a very cohesive look. It's well done. The construction's there. The attitude's there. The reveal is there. All of it. I'm taking students' heights. agreement. Again. Yeah. She looks kind of like the Playboy bunnies um, from that restaurant that they had in the 60s. Or Gentleman's Club. I don't know. Brothel. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, She's got Playboy Abby. I'm like, yeah. But would you call this fashion forward? I'd call no. it. No. Fashion forward, I do think, is like the closest to a fashion forward queen would be Mama Queen. Because at least no. you could make the... Okay, it at would least be Chelsea you, Boy. At least you could, or perhaps I could, make the argument that, you know, it's very out, it's very outlandish and different, and it's unique and stunning. Maybe the stunning's a bit overboard. We are about to see somebody who took all their leftover sleeping bags and made an outfit <laughs> to wear. On the finale of Holland Drag Race. Yeah. She know. went into the Hobby Lobby closet. This is horrendous. Come on, Nick. This is terrible. Like it, it's, she's doing what Karen Michaels did, except for worse. You know, and I don't so know. Maybe it's worse. because of my burgeoning love for Mama Queen, but I do not hate it. It looks very... You don't have to hate it, but you have to know it's not good. I like the dress itself. The colors it's not even the a dress. Where's the dress? <laughs> okay, I like the garment itself. <laughs> At what point does the first stop in the dress begin? They don't even show it up close because they know how terrible it is. <laughs> because it doesn't <laughs> register on camera. Look at her. She's a peacock, horned owl. What is happening? I don't know. The feathers a are a bit much. <laughs> the colors of the feathers are wild. The actual Which piece. <laughs> <laughs> the ones on her head. <laughs> feathers on feathers on feathers on fur. Oh my god, there's little feathers on the back too. Theoretically a dress, yeah. No, there's so many feathers. It would have been fun to watch her lip sync in that outfit because <laughs> No, so what was the point of the last episode? They just guaranteed crowd pleaser. I know they give Abby and um Mama I mean, the boot immediately. A two person um musical number Ooh. would have been a little boring to watch. Even better without the headdress. <laughs> I think that Envy Peru's um, contacts are very distracting. They make her not look human, which I don't enjoy. You know who the best love sinker on the show is? Fred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Janie does a pretty good job. Janie wins this lip sync. Janie wins. I know. Janie wins the lip sync and she won the final challenge, so I would. Yes. She should have won. Now, those are some sad looking wings, and they're getting sadder. Look at her stomp. Bump, bump. <laughs> No, but she's and determined to wear them. I'm trying to get past you. Envy's doing nothing for me. I'm just I did finally learn the words to the song because they were subtitled. Yes, exactly. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> like Subway Youth? Because we give the lips of our lives. We really killed it. Oh, I mean, the sweeties. bar was so low. <laughs> the bar was so low. Fred was really sunk. At least it was the best lip sync of the season. <laughs> My bar. <laughs> Let me translate. I really enjoyed having you here. Darling, I'm going to keep my eye on you. I have no doubt. I'll see you soon. 
on Holland All Stars. Very large stage. With lots of people there to see you. Is the pandemic the pandemic is coming. <laughs> yeah. This was, was this filmed before the pandemic? No, actually, it was filmed during. So right. they just finished like a month ago. Honestly, Let's, the safest place to be seems like a reality TV show right now. Oh, fucking sure. <laughs> yeah. Like they test everyone way more every than they day. test the general public every, every day, day. Rapid response. It's like, what can I get cast on right now? Cincinnati Sad Boys. Yeah, well, I mean. A round of applause for Holland's Drag Race. Very entertaining during the pandy. Also, yeah. you had a beautiful Fred moment there. I was like, I mean, and you're like, silence. <laughs> <laughs> we are finished with this segment. <laughs> Which very fair. No, it was it was fun. Was Canada more fun? Yeah. Was Holland still good? Yeah. All the Drag Race content, I'm still here for. I think it was just the lip syncs that let me down a little bit, but the characters were lovely. They seemed super genuine. Um, it was an enjoyable time for all. Party. Did you? What else have you been consuming this weekend, content-wise? So content-wise, I've been almost exclusively watching Leslie Jones watch the election coverage because that has just been sensational television, sensational have you seen viewing. That? No. She oh my God. Every single person's background. You know, everyone has like their perfect bookcase. And she's like, why'd you bring that Palm Springs liquor set in here? What is that? That's all you got? And there's one girl, she was just like, oh my God, you got some money. You got a side job outside of this because is that Manhattan? Girl, you got money. That's a window, a built a built in bookshelf. She's so hilarious. And she's thirsting over Steve Kornacki. She loves him. She absolutely loves him. He's chart daddy. Um, one of the many throughout the election coverage. Um, and he's just, he is this relatively adorable guy who they keep panning over to just like with super chaotic energy, um, typing feverishly on his phone calculator with a bunch of things in his mouth, a pen that he's just like feverishly scribbling things. He's why they had a Kornacki. Clothes for days. He's been yeah, they had a, forever. They had a Kornacki cam where they kept panning over to him. Um, it was cute. And he's gay. So there was that beautiful tidbit too. Then he was missing at some point. She's like, who's this? Who's this? He doesn't even have a calculator. He doesn't even have a, he has his coat on. <laughs> See, when I could never wear a coat. She's like, who is this? This is a load friend. Get rid of him. He's terrible. She's like, you know how, you know what I like about, you know what I like about Mr. Steve? I like that Mr. Steve looks disheveled. That's how I like all the people. <laughs> Give them my news. I want them to look tired. I want them to look anxious because that's where I'm at. That's what I'm feeling. So she honestly reviews like 30 different analysts' backgrounds on their Zoom call. And then at some point, someone finally on Instagram types in, Leslie, you have no idea who any of these people are, right? She's like, no clue. I don't care. <laughs> so, it is joyful. It is filled with joy. It was for me, especially during those tense moments between election night and election night part three, four, five, six, seven. Um, watching her distill the content because I haven't watched cable news in a while. Um, I do still blame them for the whole Trump scenario. Obviously, there's a lot of blame to go around, and apparently we're not supposed to blame people. I'm not there yet. And it was just lovely to distill all this content through the lens of Leslie Jones, which is just eminently happy and forever positive and just so fucking fun. Um, well, after my little nervous breakdown before the election, I decided not to watch anything. Yeah. Election night, and then I found that 10% Happier, which is an app and a podcast run by David Harris – it doesn't sound right. Who's on ABC News on Nightline and everything. Who's become a Buddhist. They were doing a seven-day election challenge for meditations. So I ended up meditating for like two hours every day leading up to the election. Election night, like four hours. And then the next day, just like I just been meditating my brains out so I don't just have a nervous breakdown. 
And so then, of course, knowing me, I get obsessed with him. I buy the app. I'm in. I listened to his uh, autobiography yesterday and today. I'm telling you, we're dating now. <laughs> I love him so much. He's a Jewish Buddhist. Super funny. Super smart. Great. Highly recommend. 10% Happier. They have a podcast that's awesome. Nice. If you ever want to learn any like tools of like how to not kill yourself or anyone else during a really stressful time. Yeah, I feel like we all need those tools right now. I mean, I know I do. So I'm trying to keep that up so that I do not just, you know, lose a lot. That's that's smart to do. There has been, it is interesting how quickly um, everything shifted from, I would see all these ridiculous fear-stoking tweets from everyone in the Trump cabal um, that were always just like a knife in the heart every time you saw them. And now knowing that he's lost and yeah, there's going to be all the nonsense legal things that'll be thrown out, but seeing it just feels so desperate and heartwarming. Cause it's just like, fuck you. You are no longer in power. The fact that you were ever in power is wild and seeing this desperation, seeing the fucking four seasons, landscaping press total conference, landscaping. total landscaping. Cause it was a total fucking blast. My God, all the memes about that, the videos into it. They're selling T-shirts, and all the profits go to Fair Fight for Georgia. Go to Georgia. Oh my God, it's Stacey Dan Abrams. Harris, you by can. The way, sorry, Stacey Abrams is my superhero. Yep. She's there was so one thing I did watch was Avengers Endgame because mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that clip of Joe Biden as Captain America looking super desolate and defeated in the end of the Endgame. Um, spoilers. And then they have everyone come out, and then the first people to walk through to assist him are the Wakanda soldiers, and Stacey Abrams' face is pasted over, and just seeing all these people rallying together, it was, I teared up. I have been far more emotional this past week than I've been any time in my life previously, but I was like, ooh, I want that dopamine rush, the spine-tingling joy as all my receptors get awakened after a four-year sleep, and I watched Endgame, and it was all right. (laughs) But the clip itself was amazing. It's I almost like Abrams I, is such a model of focus and persistent. I just, I, I was really glad. I felt like the Pod Save America guys lifted her up this year a lot, and and like highlighted the work she was doing and got in on it in a way that was, I think, obviously helpful for her work, but also just helpful to see someone like her who is, you know, just really understands the fight and how to fight it and how not to like you know, get bigger than it or get bogged down by it. It's really impressive. I was, she was my pick for VP candidate, but. Same. And I think there were a couple articles about how the fact that America is so fat phobic and racist that having her, that's why she wasn't given the VP nomination over. 100%. Kamala Harris is symmetrical, skinny, beautiful, all of that matters so much in America. And by the way, the young pictures of her and Joe Biden floating around, hot as hell, both of them. Yeah. I mean, I know that you both haven't, but I have watched Hunter Biden's sex tapes. And seeing that picture of Joe, it allows a whole new level of fantasy that I never thought previously possible. By the way, I also hate fireworks. They were amazing. <laughs> See, I didn't realize were- drones could do that. That, if that had been the fireworks show on 30 Rock, it would have been great. It would have like, absolutely Now phenomenal. I can see what the cowboy hat would look like. Yes. I was like, what is happening with these fireworks? Although as soon as the confetti cannons went off, it was just like, oh my God. Like, why would you do that at a political event with so much incendiary violence surrounding it? Everyone, well, I mean, who was it? Doug was the one who jumped, but everyone looked super shocked for a second. My people are skittish. Yeah. Yiddish and skittish. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm obviously going to draw an analog to tennis, but in so many tennis trophy ceremonies, they let off the cannons and the players too are like, Oh my God, I'm about to get Monica Sellist. And it's just confetti cannons are never a good time. They're bad for the environment. Who the fuck's going to have to clean that shit up because it's going to go everywhere. Glitter in my eye. Well, I'm also Fever, the new Dua Lipa song. It was one of those ones that I had a very easy A moment, which I just rewatched on Netflix, um, which is a great movie. It's so fascinating to rewatch it now that Emma Stone is a big star because that was supposed to be her major vehicle. And it kind of flopped in theaters, even though it was very well done and a super fun movie. Um, yeah, but I've never seen fun. Emma Stone in anything. You should really? watch Easy It's fun. It's cute. Easy A is fun. Was that, is that Amanda Bynes in that? Yeah. Is that like the last one she did before? Correct. Before crazy, <laughs> before yeah. Crazy seems harsh, but at least before she stopped acting, I think. She <laughs> started acting her. like a crazy fool because she was legitimately mentally ill, and she still is. Mental illness is chronic, as we all also personally know. Did but she get a tear tattoo. She did something to her. I think it's a heart. Okay. She got a heart. <laughs> in the yeah. spot where you get yeah. the <laughs> teardrop if you murdered someone in jail, right? Yeah, yeah. She got that. She got the thirsty Dita Ritz wig that she um, donned when she was just like murder my vagina, Drake. She said that. Yeah, she tweeted it. And she was just yeah. like, she was like, no, I still stand by the sentiment, but I was on a lot of drugs then. <laughs> I think that being a child star must be really much harder than I anticipated. Oh, my God. <laughs> For sure. Abby, oh, my gosh. I literally can't say, I, I know, can say really God all the time, but when I say Abby, oh, my gosh, it's always... <laughs> It's like my niece, dog. <laughs> Yo, dog. No dog, you don't get it, dog. No dog, you don't. No dog. Yeah. No gosh, you don't get it, dog. No gosh. The only dog that I care about is Les Dog, Leslie Jones Twitter handle. It's so funny. Um, I was telling Emma I finished the, what's not a trifecta, quinfecta of the Nexium nonsense. (laughs) I've now sat through a podcast, an A and E special, a Dateline, the HBO Max terrible one, and now the stars four-parter about India Oxenberg. That's where the real dirt is. That Skip all the other ones. Just go straight <laughs> for that one. All this, like you're watching the other ones and you're like, okay, yeah, it sounds like it was a cult and multi-level marketing and all that's terrible. And this is the one where it's like, he had sex with children. He got children pregnant. He kept this girl in a room for two years. You're like, wait, what? Damn. And this stuff was in the other one. So. And this is why he's in jail for 140 years. Mm-hmm. Poor Allison Mack. She's all like anorexic and like, has she been sentenced? To sh- no. So then they spend all this time prepping India Oxenberg to get her to testify, and then she doesn't have to. So my guess is Alice Mack flipped, and so they're figuring out, like, what to do with her. Heard. But she's the only person, none of the nippy, nobody else who's saying, Sarah, like, I'm responsible. Alice Mack's like, yes, he had mind control over me, but I am an adult, you know. Mm. Whereas the rest of them are like, he took advantage of us. This is my good side. <laughs> Took advantage of us. Okay, I recruited 2,000 people and he recruited 10, but he took advantage. <laughs> this is my good side. Hold on, I got to run over Good Morning America. I'll be right back. <laughs> who are you doing right now? Sarah, whatever her name is. Oh, uh, the one who's on the podcast? Friend did the podcast. Okay. And she's the, one of the stars of the HBO Max one, and she's on the Dateline special and the She A&E wrote special. the book, right? Like that. I don't know. Is there a book? The, there's a book, Scarred, and I think it's her. Jesus Christ. I thought I'd done it all. <laughs> it's a sex tuplet, obviously. God. Did she write a book? I don't think she could ever write a book. Well, I don't know that she had to write much of it. It's probably they That's... just used the, <laughs> the podcast. 
Sarah Edmondson. God, you know, they really have generated a lot of content considering they've been out of that call for 18 months. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> do you want to, I don't know, get better, feel better, heal. <laughs> nope. Let's just see how much money we can make off of it. You know what? They were in that cult marketing people and uh, actors. So. Yes. God. <laughs> well, They're just already ready for post cult life. <laughs> something. The tide has turned on those, on those people for sure. Like they should not have made that documentary so long. It was just like, okay, now we're starting to hate you. Now we're okay with you being branded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then and so, Oxenberg got a tattoo put over hers and it looks pretty, it looks fine. You can't see it. Nice. But surgery was going to take like two years. They were going to cut some of it out and sew it together and cut some more oh, out and yeah. sew it together. No, tattoo is a great idea. <laughs> but surgery like, will take years. Are we going to get takes tattoos? And if so, where and what? <laughs> Can't we? Was my takeaway from all of this? I was just like, Nexium, I still keep thinking of the over over the counter medication for like esophageal diseases. And now I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I've never well, dated a Yeah, <laughs> of course it is. Definitely. I think we should get it in that spot right next to your vagina, just like they got the brand. <laughs> Is that where they got the brand? Brutal. Um, yeah. I mean, I listen to you guys talking about it, but I just... <laughs> and what is wrong with me that I spent, what, 30 hours of my life? Well, cults are endlessly fascinating. You know, it's always interesting to see what the depraved and the disturbed are doing. It's less interesting when you're part of it, and especially... Well, they're not always depraved and disturbed, right? Like, I think Julie's made this point before, but... Like it's, it's a lot of people who are looking for, for a community, for people to lift them up, for confidence, for direction, for. Oh, sure. I was talking about the people who lead the cults. Not oh the yeah. Ones they're fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then this cult experts, like they don't take the weak members of society. They take the strongest. I'm like, no, they, they actually don't. What? Because <laughs> if you had self-confidence, <laughs> like, yeah. Like a psychologist. She's like, they picked India because she was so intelligent. I'm like, she was 19. She was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a well-documented fact that, you know, you can measure intelligence in a lot of ways, but a way to measure self-esteem is to critique someone and see how they respond. And I there was going to say to go into a call or not. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put all of you in a call and I'm going to see how high of a self-esteem you start with and what you're going to end up with. That is going to be lower. But they say people who get critiques and handle them well and don't fight back and don't get ornery typically have higher self-esteem. Or they just dissociate for the entirety of it and then cry later. Well, I don't take criticism well. Some people I have don't. pretty good self-awareness. I wasn't talking I, about you. I did get so called all these years. It was not a call to you, Julie. <laughs> well, just like every story is a Nick story, when you say, here is a measurable and I fit in, I can fit into the category, I'm going to see where I fit. <laughs> You're like a cat. Here's a box. Julie, get in it. <laughs> I will watch some Instagram videos of cats climbing in bags or boxes. <laughs> Speaking of boxes, so many have arrived to my house because of all of the um, cozy shopping that I did. What you ordered on your self-care list. So Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, when the election results were obviously not going to be called, things were still up in the air. We were very much blue waves going to take everything down super uh, dramatically and decisively. And then I was like, just kidding. I saw that my paycheck had posted and then proceeded to buy... I literally just Googled all these self-care things and then like sustainable, eco-friendly USPS. So I was like, cool, we'll hit all the boxes at once and then I'll get some nice cozies. Because like in this household, no matter what we have to go through for the next four years, assuming the worst, we're going to be comfortable. So I bought an aromatherapy diffuser machine. I bought 14 essential oils, um, some basics, (laughs) some blends such as relax, invigorate, and inspire. 
I bought a weighted blanket. I bought new pillowcases because I do actually have a lot of beautiful pillows down in the basement. I bought um, new pajamas that I literally searched most comfortable pajamas ever. Sustainable, eco-friendly, USPS. And then... Well, let's I, pull up your Amazon order. Let's see it. It was not an Amazon. It was not through Amazon. Ann Cotter no longer allows Amazon. So all of this, that's why it was the USPS. So you'll never get any of these things. <laughs> I've already gotten so many of them. They turned it back on after the election. <laughs> they were like, okay, you can have funding again. We lost. Good try. Um, but no, my, my Gmail was literally just like, a notification from Mitt, your payment posted, and then just like 18 different, your orders are confirmed, shipping information, Capital One, is this you? We're seeing a lot of activity in your car. It's like, stay in your lane, fucking Capital One. This is what I need in this moment. Uh, so what, what's arrived already? So my aromatherapy diffuser is powering as we speak. It is a lovely sense of lavender that's warmly enveloping the space. I do say warmly because it's 95 degrees up in this attic. Don't need the weighted blanket yet. Uh, my cozies have arrived. My pajamas, my slippers, my new shirts. I got some uh, Bombas socks that are coming as well as some undershirts. They're hella comfortable and they donate everything. They match your donation to a homeless shelter. And I was and like, they are run by Damon Johns of Shark Tank fame. I've never watched Shark Tank. I just know Mark Cuban's on it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Is it good? Okay. All right. All right. It's super fun. It's like a game show where people make millions of dollars. I do love game shows. Oh, Alex Trebek. Sad. Anyway, so I also got, it was like the Wendy Williams. Oh, oh. Anyway. Um, so. Well, good for you for getting lots of self-care stuff. You know, something you said to me, Julie, most things you say to me really stick in my mind. And most frontally is why make the money if you're not going to use the money? Oh, yeah. It's like what money is there to be used. What's the money for? And I was like, what's the money for? For making sure my family is cozy. But you took the diffuser back and you're not giving them anything else. Further in the front of your mind is take care of yourself. Put the oxygen mask on you first. <laughs> if you're not comfortable, how is everyone else supposed to be able to feel comfortable? That's yeah. right. If you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of someone else? <laughs> how are we going to take care of that dog, Julie? I have and a weighted blanket. I don't love it. Really? On Shark Tank this past week, they have a new thing called a Hug Us. It's basically like a nubby, like super soft sleeping bag like that's tight. Mm -hmm. And they made a hole so you can kick out one foot. I'm thinking. Ah, <laughs> nice. Nice. So I was like, I'm out. I got to have a leg out. And then they're yeah, like, and then the they're like you're to slide the foot out. I'm like, oh, what? what? Okay, then. <laughs> but then they're like, they had already sold it. Everyone was in. They wanted it. And she had to tell a story about her mom dying. I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm. But they were like, weighted blankets suck because um, they're hard to wash. And they're I don't wash things anyway. <laughs> so we're good. I want them to show this to you so you can see it. I don't know why you didn't say you wanted to. It's basically like an adult swaddle. That's what they're calling it. Mm. Yeah. As long as you can get a leg out, I'm open. I know. I don't know why the leg is so important, but it is. Can your arms be out too, maybe, if you want well, them here, to Here, look be? at the screen. Oh, okay, yeah. I sleep in both those positions. <laughs> so it's like really soft though you know like mm -hmm. you know like a softie oh there's that foot <laughs> so you like put it on and then robert was trying to be cool and he fell off and made his nose bleed but that looks kind of comfy and she looks happy <laughs> oh i feel like the arms would be good and they kick out that foot uh -huh. this is comforting <laughs> just to watch this video over <laughs> 
there's a woman putting on a tight condom-like blanket, and we're just like, oh, spot on me. We'll put the link on the website. Yeah. This thing is 80 bucks, but its price was 110 before they went on Shark Tank. So. But it's real science and real comfort. I mean, what's the money for? If not for a cheap pressure therapy to help you fall asleep. And then I've wake got... up in the middle of the night and fall down on the floor. But <laughs> It's like, I did all that. I did my standing uh, donation to Fair Fight. And I was like, cool, we're all set. Comfort. Come on, Fair Fight. Well, so which we watch, that, I just basically in. watch Twitter constantly. So, which I'm not, I'm not good at. It makes me sad. I know. What are we going to watch? We don't have any drag race this week. I know. <laughs> we could pick an old season. We could do that. Which one? Season six? Season you five? Sure. Season, season six. Four. All of them. Nick, do it. Say goodbye. <sighs> All right. Cool. Thanks for listening. I'm kidding. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Takes All Over the Place Gemstones. We super appreciate having you with us. And we hope that this week and all weeks moving forward are happier, healthier, and full of much more positivity and laughs. See you next week.